0: That was my most personal podcast ever. Strong David. Strong David. Strong David. David. <laughs> Strong David. <laughs> Ew! Oh my god! Yum!
1: Yeah. But no. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the David and Peter conversation, a podcast between two friends where we chat about fun topics and check in with each other's lives. I'm
2: David and I'm Peter and it's David's birthday. Ah! We're going to be talking (laughs) all about David and how he became the mega pop star that he is today.
0: Oh my God. How I became a podcast host.
2: How you became the greatest (laughs) podcast host of all time. (laughs) It is episode six. We made it to six. We are so excited to be celebrating David's birthday.
0: Oh my gosh. I am turning 30, which is like kind of crazy, especially because like it's like... So I don't really like celebrating my birthday, but it's, it's fine. But like, it's so crazy that it's happening, obviously, during like all this stuff. And so many people have like had birthdays over the past year. And I'm like, oh, wow,
2: it's finally your time.
0: Yeah, right. It's my turn. Well, fun fact. So like, we're kind of running up against the anniversary, right, of like, shutdown, I feel like or not i feel like it we are um and like my birth i had a birthday party scheduled for like march uh like kind of right around the time everything shut down and yeah that was like the kind of the last well i didn't get to do it like this joint birthday party that i was doing with my friend gian um it was like one of the last things that i couldn't like what is it called like just the the like oh damn like this is actually like such a actual serious thing and that like my birthday doesn't matter. But at the same time, I was really bummed that like (laughs) I couldn't have the party.
2: Yeah. And I forgot that it kind of hit New York first, right. On that, that time. Cause I remember we LA kind of shut down, but it was, it was getting worse in New York and then New York shut down like immediately after that. Um, and it was like that same weekend or like the, the, it was it was really, really close together. But I remember New York was, like, it was getting bad. It was getting, like, yeah. people were getting worried already um, much more than they were in L.A. because I think the cases were, like, higher in New York or something like that, which is nothing compared to now. But, like, at the time, we are like, oh, my God, there's 10 <laughs> right. people who have it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the response to shutting things down, like, happened, from what I recall, pretty fast. So, yeah, I, I, we were finding out, like, things so quickly and like uh yeah the shutdown was like the last sort of straw for my birthday celebration
2: (laughs) okay well i mean what are you what are you thinking of doing for your birthday this year what's going to what's what's the plan
0: (laughs) so the plan is much uh you know a much more intimate situation um the friend that I actually was having uh, my joint party planning on having it last year with um, we do one pretty much every year. Uh, Gian, I'm going to his, uh, his place in New Jersey and we're just gonna, you know, have a fun day with our significant others. John's going to come with me and um, yeah, we'll just like hang out and catch up. Cause like we hadn't, we haven't seen each other in a while. So that'll be nice. Aww,
2: that sounds fun. I mean, yeah. I think any Any reason to make a day during this pandemic fun and exciting is always a good reason to like, I mean, safely, obviously, but like (laughs) we need it. We need some fun. We need some celebration
0: just to like, just to also be like out of the apartment Mm -hmm. and change it up
2: and change up like your week because everything just kind of combines together and no one knows what day it is at the (laughs) the end.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Totally.
2: (laughs) All right, so today I'm super excited because we're going to go through David's entire life.
0: Oh my God, God. it's going to be one of those like biopics that go from like cradle to, well, not grave. (laughs) (laughs) Like all the way from the beginning. Oh my God.
2: (laughs) Um, My goal is to have a, a moment where David breaks down
0: into tears. I'm just kidding. That would be so sad. Very Diane Sawyer and Brittany moment.
2: Strong David. Strong David. Strong David. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, our first segment, guys, is segment one Born This Way. Our first segment is gonna be all about where was David born and how did he grow up and all of it, all of his, uh, all of the childhood, childhood memories. Like,
0: yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All
2: right. So okay. I guess my first question, David, is tell us about your childhood. Where did you grow up? Where were you
0: born? So I was born in Southern California, actually, um, in Orange County, in Torrance. And I don't have, like, too many distinct, like, memories of it. Like, we had a house, uh, I think it was in Garden Grove. And, like, when I see pictures, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I remember that. But um, I remember, like, a lot of just playing around and, like, my mom's uh, dad, so my grandfather on my mom's side, he and my um, and her brother, so my uncle, they came from the Philippines um, for a period of time and they actually like uh, helped take care of like me while like my parents were working and stuff, oh. me and my brother. So I have a lot of like faint memories of them like taking us out for like walks to the park and just like uh, you know spending a lot of quality time like with them. Um, but I moved to Northern California, the Bay Area, when I was ooh. I don't know the exact age, but probably like four or five. Um, And yeah, we like uh, moved a couple like apartments and places, but then finally settled in, um, in the peninsula. In Belmont. Yeah. In Belmont. Um, Yeah. Pretty much my parents still live in the house now. So um, that's kind of where I like associate as like my, my childhood home.
2: Wow. That's, I didn't realize how similar that is to me too. Like,
0: Oh, were you born in? Because it was like
2: the same timing. I was born in San Diego yeah. and then I came up here. Oh. Um, or sorry, came up to the Bay Area. And then like uh-huh. yeah, around the age of six is when we were in Redwood Shores and just stayed there. But this is a David uh-huh. conversation. It's not oh, about yes, me. It okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I always make it about myself. Um, okay, so growing up, um, what was your what was it like um Yeah, what was it like growing up in the Bay? What was your family like?
0: Yeah, my parents, they've always been, like, super, I think any parents, they really always wanted the best for me and my brother, so they were always, like, very supportive and loving. And something I I remembered kind of distinctly is that, like, my brother, I think I had it a little easier than my brother because being, like, the, the second child, I got, like, away with, like, some stuff a little bit but i was always getting into like kind of mischief or like trouble or just like little (laughs) little fiascos would like always happen with me because i was very clumsy and like always got into like mischief so that i think that offset like the the like oh my brother didn't get to do certain things but i did but then i would get in trouble a little bit more because i was so like Clumsy or rambunctious. Um,
2: Wait, is there like a specific example that you can bring us?
0: Oh goodness.
2: So I have like. What made you a naughty girl, David?
0: <laughs> so when I, when I went to the Philippines with my family, they always bring up like when I was really little. They always bring up this time when like I was walking or like I was on the, the second story of like my um, my dad's house, my dad's childhood home. And all of a sudden I just like fall all the way down <gasps> the stairs, like every single hitting every single like step. Um, and then kind of related to, oh my God, I have so many like clumsy <laughs> numbers, but another time I like stuck my head in a banister and like couldn't get out. Oh my God. I had a fiasco with like, a hammock because my brother was like egging me on to like swing a lot more and this was all in the philippines he was like egging me on to like swing more and he finally like spun me over like uh, 360 degrees and i like or not 360 like 180 and i like fell out of the when it was at the top and like had a huge gash on my face so things like that i'm just i was just always very clumsy and getting hurt. It
2: seems like your head (laughs) got damaged many times. (laughs) You fell downstairs and hit everything and your head got stuck in a banister. And oh my God.
0: Yeah. Well, that's probably why I can't remember a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm just super clumsy. Okay. Well, do you have any like standout memories as a child? Aside from your
0: traumatic, traumatic, my traumatic, yeah. yeah. Um, not, I mean, like, yeah, I just remember really like being able to enjoy my, my childhood. Like, uh, my parents were always really like just trying to make the, my life feel as if it was very comfortable. Like I never had, they, they always made it really feel like I never had to worry about anything and like. I don't think I was super spoiled as a child, but I looking back, I realized like I actually was very fortunate in like our financial situation. And just like, I never like I'm, I, as a, like an adult now, I'm so uh, in awe of like how much my parents almost like kept from me when I was little. Like they were both working when I, uh, at the time, full-time jobs. And like, I was just like, I can't imagine how, my mom especially had to deal with, like, uh, taking me to school and picking me up and, you know, cooking dinner and, like, all this stuff. So, like, just, I just remember feeling so loved and, like, kind of comfortable. And, like, mm. of course, like, there were, like, it wasn't always perfect. But, yeah, it was a pretty great childhood, I would say, overall. Did you,
2: I mean, you said you... We're in the Philippines like did you travel back to the the Philippines like a lot what was like your first trip to the Philippines
0: well I don't remember what year because I was pretty young that first time like when I told the story of like falling down the stairs I don't particularly remember it but it becomes a story that's always brought up Um, we did it more when it was like a little easier because we were younger Um, you know we didn't have to like schedule around like serious school and all this Mm -hmm. stuff but um yeah, I think I've I went like I want to say three times before, like I was in high school, so like not super often, but yeah, I got to like experience because most of my fam, most of my extended family is still there, so hmm. or yeah, was still there. I didn't the- know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um.
2: What was like one of your favorite toys that you had when you were growing up?
0: So I, to this day, I, like, love just, like, cuddly, like, stuffed animal moments. I have to, like, stop myself from, like, buying those things because they always, like, end up, it sounds so bad, but, like, cluttering my apartment. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that definitely stemmed from childhood. And, like, I had this one white teddy bear that I would take, like, with me everywhere. I would, like, go to sleep with him. And, like, yeah, I would just, like... Was his name White Bear or something? It was just bear. It was just bear. Oh, <laughs> in- no, okay. Yeah. Just bear. Okay. Yeah. In my in my head, he was like the only one. But I had like obviously a bunch. Um so that was like a very distinct like toy. But I I remember being really enamored and like interested in like building things with like Legos and like we'd always have um these huge plastic bins of just like random bricks and stuff. And me and my brother would like go on like a random saturday and like just pour all of them out on the carpet and then like sift through them and like my mom would hate it because she would always just walk on them and like get oh my hurt and be pissed that like why are you guys playing with all these things um all these like little toys but uh yeah we would i that's something i always remember is like my love for just creating things out of legos and like connects that wasn't as big with oh my me, gosh, but i don't know if you ever had those yes, yeah i remember. Um, but
2: that, that kind of translates to your interest in, like, design, you know, right now. Like, it's yeah, like an y- early start, early intro to, early intro to design when you were... Yeah, yeah. Four. <laughs> <You>
0: know, like <laughs> When I was four, and, yeah. like, really young. And I always loved um, drawing and, like, yeah, so kind of related to that is, like, always kind of drawing. My parents got me, like, art kits um, when I was... Really, when I was young and, like, I'd always love sketching and, like, drawing things. I was super at one point really interested in, like, cars. Not super, like, into, like, all the details about how it worked or whatever, but just, like, I would always sketch. I would always be, like, drawing and sketching, like, cars and stuff. Hmm.
2: Do you have any of those sketches still?
0: I don't think so. Or, like, a picture Um, of them? I don't know if my... I don't know if my mom kept all of those things. She may have. I just don't know about it. But yeah, I don't...
2: I, We're going to make an Instagram for our podcast and then just put up oh all of David's like childhood memories and everything on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, also, do you still have Bear?
0: I do, yes. Um, oh, well, he doesn't live at... This is a funny story. So he doesn't live in my parents or my childhood home with my parents, but actually my brother and his wife they actually like have it in um they actually have him in their house why don't you have him well i mean like i'm never there right so oh like in my apartment i think it's yeah i don't know he's really big too so i feel like wow. i have to how big is he he's like oh gosh like seated he's probably like a two 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 and a half feet two...
2: Oh damn he's like a oh, yeah I feel like it's bigger because you, it looked a little more like almost like <laughs> yeah. four or three feet maybe. Or... Yeah.
0: He's basically a giant toddler. That's like, That's the size that he Yeah. Is.
2: yeah I'm like yeah. all my stuff did. I mean, like we had a lot, but like the ones that I usually like clung on to were like the smaller
0: ones. The little ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, what, what was it like transitioning to elementary school? Do you
0: remember elementary school life? Where did you go? Um, so I went to, I had, like, two kind of, um, elementary school or early, like, pre-K, K K kind of things. So I went to a Montessori school in Belmont, actually, called Acacia Montessori, uh, I believe that's the name. And it was really interesting because, like, I I don't know if you've heard of, like, the Montessori school system, but, like, there's such a distinct way. I don't know the exact, (laughs) uh sort of methodology behind it but it's very unstructured very different than like you know the traditional sort of like public school system um in that like you you try to learn through like play almost and like experience so um i just remember my pre-k time and like first grade they were very not so much like oh and this is how you do edition and this is how you read but it was more of like interacting with like the other kids and um i mean i i can't recall if i learned math but somehow i <laughs> you know i don't know it was weird i like it's so funny like definitely like i remember more of like recess and playing and like nap times and things like that more than anything that i learned like quote unquote like lesson wise during those years but then after first grade my parents actually moved um me and my brother to a a private Catholic school, uh, Notre Dame, also in Belmont. Uh, and we were there. I was there from second to fifth grade. Yeah. Um, and that was a interesting time period, I feel like, because, like, obviously we had to wear, like, uniforms and, like, um, obviously because it was a Catholic school, there was an element of, you know, theology, and we learned about, like, god and jesus and we went to like mass oh it wasn't weekly but it, you know we'd have like uh trips to the the chapel and stuff but yeah it was it was interesting wait
2: i want to see you in uniform and like a notre dame uniform <laughs> do you have
0: pictures of that oh my gosh oh i definitely have pictures well yeah there's somewhere in my parents like photo albums do you <laughs> For sure f-
2: was was at school? Do you feel like it was super strict and like r- kind of like restrictive? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean like no, I don't think it was like as restrictive maybe as like other people's maybe like Catholic school experience. But yes, I mean they were they were, all the teachers were like basically nuns. Not all of them, but like they were all sisters and um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it uh, I think it was interesting because it was the first time I had to grapple with, like, being... Like, I, during recess, for example, like, I would always play with, like, the girls. And, like, it was just that group of people that I would, like, gravitate towards. So it was my first taste of almost, like, that homophobic kind of bullying and teasing that I would get. And, like, I... Yeah, I was, like, sad about it. But at the same time, I kind of didn't really care because... I think I was more happy about the fact that I had friends Mm -hmm. that happened to be girls and like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just more of like that. Then it's when I started noticing it more, but I didn't really take it to like, to heart, I guess.
2: Did you feel like there were like faculty or teachers that were perpetuating that homophobia ever?
0: Um, Or
2: did you not like have any really experiences with that?
0: Yeah, I don't think it was so explicit. Maybe I just didn't catch it at the time, but I can't recall, like, a specific kind of anti-gay kind of agenda. I mean, like, I'm sure (laughs) it was there, but I just, yeah, can't recall a specific um, instance of it.
2: Are you still, like, friends with anyone from Notre Dame or from your Montessori Uh, school even,
0: or, like... Not from Montessori and not, Ooh, from elementary school. No, not really. I, I think like I kind of reconnected with them a little bit, like during my high school years, um, but yeah, I don't think I really keep in contact right now with like a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, cause, uh, cause after leaving after fifth grade, most of them, cause that, that, um, school was actually, you know, pre-K through eighth. So they kind of incorporated, um, middle school, the traditional middle school years Mm -hmm. in there as well. Mm -hmm. So they all, most of the, the people that I knew kind of like stayed within that school. And then, uh, if they were, uh, girls, most of them stayed at the all girls uh Notre Dame high school that like uh, I got ha- it was the same system. I got very yeah.
2: confused because I thought I was like, isn't Notre Dame an all girls school? But I guess the it was yeah. only the high school and the
0: Only the oh, High okay, School. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, well I guess this brings us to segment two, breaking <laughs> free.
1: We're breaking We're free! free.
2: Well, I guess yeah. Did you? What made you move from Notre Dame to uh, Ralston? I guess right. Was that your next transition?
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was taken out of the the private school situation, and then my parents uh, decided to bring me to Ralston, our like public uh, middle school. Our school district and like I don't know what the exact reason was they didn't didn't really tell me but they I have an inkling it was because like one it was probably very expensive and like I'm sure they wanted to kind of set me up for college I think that was like the biggest thing for them like I don't I think I was always a bright kid generally but like I don't think they were seeing that I was Mm. getting challenged enough maybe that what it, how I should describe it, at at um, Notre Dame, um, and they figured, like, maybe, you know, because, to be honest, I think uh, California Public School actually has, like, a really good, rigorous yeah, a yeah, really good um, education system, so, like, I think they wanted to, yes, kudos, kudos to the Belmont Redwood Shores yes. School District come through. Okay,
2: but, like, that is one thing that I think is really frustrating, because I think a lot of, a lot of, because um, my mom was, you know, she was a big big shot in our church because she was, like, the principal Mm -hmm. for the Sunday school kids and whatever. Uh But, like, all the parents would be like, you know, did did your kids go to private school? Like, they should go to private school, right? Because, like, it's better. The education's Uh... better. And my mom would... I always love this because my mom was like, um, actually, like, they can get... Like, and then some of them would be like, oh, they should be homeschooled because we can control everything and, like, make sure that we give them exactly what, you know, the, Uh the, the, the... and so my mom would be like, uh, no, actually public schools do a really good job of that. And like, you Not need them now. to like, as much as you, of course, like want to have some control over your child's education, they need to be exposed to the outside world and have interactions oh, with yeah. other people. And she was like, I I appreciate that my mom was so proud of like, oh yeah, like, yeah. um, you don't need to go to a, you don't have to pay an enormous sum of money for your kids to get a good oh, a- yeah. education and- also not just be educated in, like, the normal, like, quote-unquote school, like, educated way, but, like, yeah. socially and interacting with other people of different backgrounds. So, I appreciate that a lot about the public school system in California. And so, I'm like, I love that your, your parents felt that, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, of course, I am... Conjecturing a <laughs> reason, but I, I'm pretty sure that's why. Like, um, there was, I would say, there was actually a healthy amount of like racial diversity at my um private school, mm-hmm. elementary, but like elementary uh school, but like, um, yeah, I think the 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 various like sort of by social like socioeconomic backgrounds right. also played a role, like right. that, like most of the people that at my elementary were rich people that I was so amazed when I would have the rare occasion of going over to their house being like oh shit you're like you're like rich you got a chandelier in your
2: bedroom oh my god
0: right I'm like (laughs) oh my god
2: um so once you started Ralston what was that like and how did you how did you find your place there did you find some like a good friend group tell me all about it
0: yeah, it was a little bit of a adjustment, I think, because similar to the adjustment going from, like, a more free-form Montessori situation to, like, uh, Notre Dame, like, where I had homework and, like, kind of, like, a more obviously structured, like, lesson plan. <laughs> that was, I think, yeah, something that I had to, to deal with. But, like, similarly to the transition, and I think this is similar to other people that went to elementary schools in the public, in, like... Uh, like Central Elementary by me and at Sandpiper for you, like they had to get uh, used to the idea of like the whole, you know, you switch classes, like, you know, you go, you at, you physically move rooms for periods and you go to different, you know, teachers and like all of that stuff. Um, so that was something that I was like, Ooh, this is so fascinating. Cause that's how I like saw it on TV where, you know, high school kids were like, going to their lockers <laughs> and stuff. Um Yeah, I think it was like generally a fine transition. I love the fact that I got to like, well, I think because I was wearing a uniform for a few years in elementary, like I, I never developed my own sort of understanding of like, I don't want to say fashion, but just the idea of like, oh, how do you dress like Mm -hmm. as a, as a, as a kid? I didn't really like learn that. I feel like at a earlier age so i was very like and i think we all had like weird fashion obviously choices during like middle school but for me especially i felt or for me personally i felt like that i was still figuring it out
2: you're like the most experimentation i did was to bear my midriff and turn it into like <laughs> britney's catholic school uniform like
0: walk down the the hallway with the lockers yeah. oh my god imagine if i just did that in, oh my god. in ralston
2: no in notre dame
0: like <laughs> <laughs> oh at notre dame oh my god oh
2: yeah but also in ralston, the oh uniforms god, I love that Come in your Notre Dame uniform and, but come to Ralston and yes, do that. yes. and use the hallways. Oh my God, that's your coming, <laughs> that's your coming out moment. Um, what was like? What? Well, do you have any favorite classes or teachers from Ralston?
0: Ooh, um. Oh, I had Miss Graves. Do you remember her?
2: Oh, yeah. I loved Miss Graves. Yeah.
0: English, right? So she, yeah, she was my English teacher. Mm. And she also taught like a uh, an elective like c- cooking, I think. it Yes. Was. Oh, um, my God.
2: So, Wait, so was she the one who would was... teach like escargot? And like we had like. I think so. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember I had. I'm pretty sure escargot was the like I had it in Ralston because someone had cooked yeah. it. I
0: think. Yeah because her her class her particular classroom was set up to support like the the cooking classes so in the back it was right this it was set up for like cooking and like countertops and stoves and stuff and then in the front was just like the normal class but i think it it was and i've exper- I experienced this too when i was at in elementary like i always loved teachers that really like under that that i felt like understood me or got me because like i I felt, I, I don't know, I just, uh, certain teachers ended up kind of like, you know, helping me a little bit more and outside of like the particular like l- lesson or like whatever. Like they really just kind of wanted to support me as just like a a developing human being, yeah you know, mind as like a kid. Yeah. And I always loved teachers that did that. And Miss Graves was definitely like one of those those people.
2: Did you have like moments with her? specifically that you remember that like helped you or just like in general like her personality her
0: yeah just like she would always like be really um attentive and like really want to like figure out how i was feeling because like you know that's outside outside of just like oh did you turn your homework in did you whatever she was like generally curious about like just how you know my day was going and like mm -hmm. I have to give it up to teachers because, like, I feel like it's such a balancing act of, like, yeah, obviously you need to instill all of this, like, knowledge onto your students and stuff. But, like, for someone to absorb that and really, like, I think, like, connect with it, like, you have to have this certain disposition and really, like, empathy Mm -hmm. for people. And, like, I think, yeah, she was definitely one of those people that had, like, teaching in her, like in her soul and she was like great at it.
2: Yeah. And it's, I feel like teaching is so much more than just trying to educate. Totally. And it's so much about understanding where, where each, every, every child is mm-hmm. like in their, in their development and like trying to be mm-hmm. kind of a friend, but also a mentor, but also be, a, it's just so many yeah. like different roles that you have to put on. Right. And I feel like Ralston had a good amount of teachers who I felt did do a decent job of that you know
0: mm-hmm, totally i think i really got along with like just a lot of my my teachers i remember mr jorgensen my science well it's funny i had him actually as a pe teacher one year first before i had him as my eighth grade science teacher but he was like he was super like old but like very funny i remember him being i don't know oh i fucking pe teachers at uh Ralston they all had like very distinct personalities yes right? and
2: different oh my god like you know like <laughs> Mr. Masters was a young and like yes. hip and cool one yeah. and then you had mm-hmm. yeah Miss Jorgensen and then who was the other one who would like, scream Mr. and Matheny, shout oh, my god, who Mr. Matheny was like <laughs> the mean one scream yeah. and
1: shout and let I it shall. all
2: out yeah he would be um, like yelling at everyone
0: but he was also like a... and Miss Blackwell do you remember Miss oh, Blackwell?
1: Blackwell
0: she was also the fun one mm-hmm. she was like the Lady P teacher mm-hmm. yeah I love Um, how
2: they all have their own distinct, like, really distinct personalities.
0: Um, And then just another teacher that, like, stuck out for me was um, Mr. Colt. Mm -hmm. Um, He was known as, like, the, like, hard-ass teacher. Like, not, like, difficult, I guess, but, like, more of, like, he came off really, really, like, rough and, like, you know, uh, seemed very strict. But, like, I think similar to Miss Graves in that, like, if you if he knew you were struggling or kind of like you needed a certain type of motivation, you know what I mean? Like he was really great at like, I think bringing that out of his students because he was just really great at being like the tough love kind of teacher. So was he always wearing
2: sunglasses? I forget.
0: He was, he loved wearing aviators outside when he would be on like lunch duty and like screaming at kids (laughs) who were
1: misbehaving and give them
0: garbage duty. Oh my God. Oh my God.
2: Garbage duty. (laughs) Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you ever get garbage duty? <laughs> Probably yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it was the thing where it was like so garbage duty was like you get you have to like fill up your bag, right, during the lunch hour because you did something bad or like you whatever. Uh and like Oh, my God. I, can't. I remember there was, like... I just, like... Write, these are, like, these traumatic, memories. but,
2: like, I'm, like, I feel like I had it once, but I remember, like, everyone would be, like, ooh, you got garbage duty. It was, like... Yeah.
0: But, like, you would you would be smart about it where, like, you would wait till, like, your friends were all done with their food and stuff and, like, not go around and have to pick up all the garbage, but just be, like, hey, guys, like, give me your garbage. Oh, my God. I yeah,
1: so-, <laughs> <laughs> so many memories just now. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what was your time in uh, I mean let's I guess this will start encompassing high school too, but like mm-hmm. what were let's let's talk about like firstly what extracurriculars were you a part of between like Ralston and Carlmont?
0: Oh yeah. Um so at Ralston I think I only did track as my like track and field mm-hmm. as like my I guess electives too. I guess count so yeah I did like track and field um and then I also did because similar to my parents thinking of like college um one of the extracurriculars that looked really good on your you know kind of your uh resume I don't know what to call it yeah um was like knowing how to play an instrument and I think like something that's really great about our school district was that like they have like a music program in like even the elementary schools right like you picked up like violin right because mm-hmm. you played clarinet i played clarinet well played is a very um <laughs> generous word but yes i picked up clarinet because there was like a beginning band class i think it was like the first year that they had it at ralston oh, okay um and i was uh like my parents were like, hey, we think you should do this. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um so I picked a clarinet. I don't know why, but I was just like, yeah, that one. And um it was actually the same period that your advanced orchestra was. Was it? In your seventh grade. Yeah. Because we would use so you were in the orchestra slash band room, but we were out in the multipurpose room on the stage. Yes. That's where we like did oh it. Oh my was.
2: god, I remember. And this. those
0: rooms, yeah. So those rooms were like connected. Mm-hmm. And I remember like during a lot of our, you know, post concert days or like if it was a rainy day or I don't even know, like if the teacher just didn't want to like if Mr. Thielen like didn't want to teach that day. And Mr. Um Debaldo, they would like put on a movie and we'd all go. Oh, so even yeah. like the beginning band people, we'd go into the music room and want like watch a movie. was
2: like Fiddler on the roof or like Sound of Music. Yeah. It was like, or the Music yeah, yeah. Man. It was one of those three. I was like
0: <laughs> 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 Always. Um and actually Nathan, he was in my beginning band uh class. He played he uh played the flute and he knew you guys because he was a year older. And like in some of your classes and stuff, and like I think that's how I actually met a lot. Like I met you through that, and like you know, Emily, Jessica, Jessica, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: like didn't so much of middle school is like a blur to me. I can't even remember how I met people, and you know, like I don't even know. Yeah, I guess Nathan. I don't even know how I knew Nathan. Like
0: I will say, like I don't remember you, you and. My first exact interaction, but yeah. I think it was through like lunch, and obviously, Yu-Gi-Oh cards were the big thing <laughs> that you know in middle school. <laughs> cards. So, I oh you guys would be playing that during lunch, and yeah, like I think just the that part of it was like really great, like because I th- I think also because I was coming from a, a school that was not associated with, it wasn't a public school, so like a lot of people that were f- were going to Ralston, they knew people that went to their their elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like if they yeah. if they went to people if they were at Central, they knew people who were also from Central also. You knew all the people from Sam Piper maybe. So yeah. um yeah, it was it was kind of uh, a great feeling to be like, oh I've actually found or I've actually made and found friends that like are brand new because I didn't know anybody really.
2: Yeah. Um I feel like I remembered Jess was hanging out with you and Emily was hanging out with you, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. So I think that's how I knew you because I was like, oh, who's this new person? And then that's (laughs) that's probably (laughs) how I figured, like, yeah. Because I can't really remember us, yeah, meeting um, until it was, like, we were eating lunch together and I was like, who's this person kind of thing. (laughs) Um, Okay, more uh, more person on Raw. (gasps) When did you... um, Did you... Well, no, I guess you didn't... Did you ever come out, like, outright to any of the friends in your circle, like, in middle school or high school?
0: Yeah. um, I don't think I ever had a, like, I'm gay moment, Yeah, like, with my friends, like, you know, telling them at lunch or, like, whatever, like, at their houses and stuff. Like, it always just was a... Like you knew me, you knew how I was and acted right in like in middle school and high school. Like I never, I feel like I never really like hit it actively or like tried to, you know, cover it up or whatever. So like it was just something that I didn't, I don't think I made an active choice not to do it, but it just never like came up or there, there was never, I think, a moment that I felt I needed to, I guess. Yeah.
2: I want to delve a little deeper into this. I yeah, feel like when something I thought was so cra- I mean so crazy to me at that time because I grew up in such a sheltered like Christian Asian home mm-hmm. is seeing how just you were yourself and you were just you were unabashedly yourself and I remember just being like whoa like It can be a little, I think it can be a little intimidating at first because I was like, oh my gosh, this kid is like, he's like so free and feels so like liberal. Like he, like, I'm, I'm -hmm. sure you didn't feel like completely like that. But to me, it was like, oh my God, I can't, like, I was so, I felt so different and it was so Mm -hmm. cool to see that. And I think I, I, yeah, I'm curious, did you, I don't, did you have a lot of like moments of more like uh, yeah homophobic moments with people or oh, mm-hmm. and was it like terrible and and do you remember like specific instances of this in like middle school and high school?
0: yeah um oh well that's yeah it's it's interesting that you brought up sort of your obviously different experience like kind of dealing with the the fact that you like felt that you were different and that you actually like had those feelings of like oh am I Gay, or I don't know if you knew or at the time or whatever, but like,
2: I don't think I really. Okay. I mean, I yeah, think yeah. I knew like internally, but I don't think I actually mm-hmm. understood what it meant until maybe right. like eighth grade. Like, I knew oh, <laughs> in, like fifth grade, some girl asked me out, and I was like, no, I'm too busy studying. <laughs> and then, like, after that, I was like, why did I say no? And I, I was like, I don't understand. Right, right. I was like, well, I like Sailor Moon, and she likes Sailor Moon. So, so we that should be, seems, we should be getting to go. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Right, but, like, yeah, like, did you ever, like, when did, did you come to that conclusion at some point, or, like, how did this, how did you figure it all out?
0: Yeah, um, okay, so I've, (laughs) the story of, like, when I knew I was gay was, like, when I was very young, I don't remember the age, but, like, I was watching this movie with Steve Martin called The Man Who Fell in Love with Two Brains, I think that's what it's called, like, a pretty old movie. He still had white hair, but, like, it was just something that I immediately realized that I was, like, more... Like, I was just paying attention to him and the fact that, like, there was a romance happening on screen, but, like, I didn't care about, like, the female part of it. I was just focused on this this very handsome man in my eyes mm-hmm. um, at the time. And, yeah, like, the kind of, like education part of like what is being gay I guess like when I was growing up like I I was never I guess actively taught by my parents like that gay people are inherently bad or like there was never that sort of like um negativity or stigma around Mm -hmm. being uh gay in my in my house Mm -hmm. um I'm trying to think if I had any people in my, like adults in my life that were gay when I was growing up. I can't. Oh, um, t. Uh, <laughs> so like at the, at the time I didn't really understand this. Um, but I had two, I call them titas, but which means like aunt in like in Tagalog. Um, but we also call, you know, non-actual family members, Tita. Like, if you're just, like, an older family friend, that's what we call you. Mm-hmm. So, I had a Tita Nam, and Terry who were two women, and they, like, lived with each other. And we would go, and they lived in Southern California. So, like, when we would take trips to, like, Disneyland or, like, go down to L.A. for any reason, we'd sometimes stay with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had also this, the coolest house I remember as a kid, like there were like so many loft bedrooms. So like, I I don't know, it was just like, so different than our house. I was like obsessed with going there. Mm -hmm. But at the time I didn't realize like, oh, they have one, there's one bedroom for both of them. Like, that's the part that I didn't like really connect Mm -hmm. with because nobody made a big deal about it. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, these are two of our family friends who are ladies who live in the same house together (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and sleep in the same bed. Um, And it was never, like, a discussion point. So, like, I think growing up, I just never made a big deal of... about it. I'm trying to think of, like, when I... if I've had moments of, like, seeing homophobia, say, like, on TV or something and being like, oh, people, like, think this way. I guess I just just picked it up you know as as all kind of gay kids do like Mm -hmm. like oh shit this is something that not everybody's cool And i think it also came it also was socialized to me through those like little microaggressions as a kid like in elementary school people were like oh you like the spice girls like that's weird like just just little moments like that which like like, why shouldn't i why shouldn't you like the spice you're you're,
2: uh, for not liking the (laughs) spice girls excuse me
0: yeah exactly um, and of of course, like I, like I mentioned, like I knew that I played with mostly the girls in my in my grade. Like it was not like a for me, it wasn't such a different. Like I, I, I kind of came to terms with it. Maybe that's the way to put it. Like a little earlier, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I experienced the same kind of like thing in middle school and in high school. I think something that I figured out a little earlier is that like as much as i'm getting maybe ridiculed and and to be honest like i was never actively bullied in terms of like you know beat up at lunchtime pushed against like lockers and stuff mm-hmm. and like i so so my experience obviously is different than some other people's yeah. but like i think what i learned was the way to cope with teasing a little bit in general not mm-hmm. just about me being gay but that like Bringing a little bit of like self-deprecation to it, and that like I learned that if I was putting myself down—that's not the right way to say it—if I was—if I myself was making fun of me, then it almost took the power away from people that were trying to do it mm-hmm. to me to hurt me. So like I—I mm-hmm. I think that also stems. That also is the stem root. <laughs>
1: Come on, biology. <laughs> um,
0: that's that's also the reason why I. Love, you know, making people laugh, and like, I love being funny, and that, you know, really like jovial person. Because I realize that, like, not only does it deter people trying to like make fun of you if you make a joke about it, like, it just makes people feel good around you all the time. So, like, that's kind of maybe why I am the way I am. Yeah,
2: I I see that also just in the the gay community in general. I feel like we've all a lot of us have had to do that to one, feel like we can be who we want to be still mm-hmm. in society and also to not get as, like, negative, um, I guess, reactions
0: from people. Yeah. And there's, like, a there's that stigma of, like, or there, there's a caricature of, like, the mean gay guy or the mean gay person. Like, we're known for throwing shade and being sassy and stuff. But, like, to be honest, a, a lot of that is, like, a defense mechanism. Right. <laughs> because we're... we're taught at a young age that we need to have our guard up and we need to fight back against those things. So, and
2: like, if we're not able to fight back physically, we're going to say something sassy right. to you instead and yeah. make it fun.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: I
2: think, I mean, I, I feel like when I, when I was like in school with you and everything, I would always just see how I, I forever knew you just to be hilarious and funny. And you were like always <laughs> doesn't matter who it was or what friend group it was you were always like the life of the party you were always hilarious and I think uh yeah I was just like in my head I was like wow David just is like so like totally fine and okay with himself and that was just something so eye-opening to me and I think it shows how um I think that that was the other reason why I was like so surprised because everyone just kind of accepted you for who you are. Like no one was like I mean from what I could tell, you know, from from from, from right. the friend yeah, groups yeah. and from the people that you interacted with that mm-hmm. I saw like people were just like fine, you're David's David and you're you can be yourself mm. and like because you accepted it. And I think that's a that's something that took me a very long time to learn and um I always think that like I always think that you were probably one of the first people in my life who I knew, um, who I knew was well. I didn't even. I mean, I didn't like know no, but I knew. Right, it internally. there's that different.
0: Right, yeah, no, there's that 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 interesting thing you just said about like I've never, at, you know, in middle school and high school, I never came out, yeah. but like there's a no, there's that knowing, like, oh, he hasn't said it, but I just have a feeling that you know, we are somehow the same mm-hmm. in, in that regard. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I think that was just really positive for me and for, I think everyone in our friends group to see that you are like, you were f- totally fine and cool and they, they should accept you for who who you are, you know, mm-hmm. I am going to cry. Damn, thank you. <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really interesting that you brought. Yeah. Like I, I guess I've ne- I haven't uh, reflected a lot about that. Like how just because because I never made a big deal about it, like maybe that's why other people also did didn't. It, but yeah, yeah, I don't.
2: <laughs> I think that brings us to your graduating from high school and to segment three, which is
0: <laughs> Sex and the City. Ooh, the big city girl. City. Yes. yes. Dun, 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 dun.
2: this is where David moves to New York City and okay tell me first how did you what made you move like how how did you decide on New York and all of that
0: yeah oh my gosh so around the time with like college like applications and stuff um most of my class they pretty much like applied to the UC system so like mo- mainly you know all the all the big schools and stuff and like other ones like sort of their safeties and things but it was rare that um it was it, it, it was sort of known that like oh the really smart kids they're the ones who are like applying to places like Harvard and Yale and like you know out of state you know Ivies and stuff um so yeah i definitely didn't think i would like move to New York but I think during the college application process and stuff I just wanted to like well it's interesting I didn't get into like the big you know the top UCs so I didn't get into Berkeley I didn't get into UCLA and that's where you and Jess ended up going at the time I was so disappointed that like oh man like I don't I don't get the opportunity to even choose to go to like a school with like my friends so I was like a little bummed out, and I don't think mm-hmm. that was the right <laughs> attitude to have about school, and especially about something as like important as like college or whatever. Um,
2: I didn't even know you had applied for. The yeah, UCs. yeah, yeah, yeah. In my head, I was like, "Oh, David like just wanted to go to New York, and he like." <laughs> oh like, no! That's what I thought had happened. My
0: my mom was fully like, "Okay, you are applying to." I didn't do every U C, but like you know the the ones that kind of everybody does. Like the, the- the,
2: yeah, 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 the basic ones that everyone like was like, okay, let's try it for these. Right.
0: And I remember going to my <laughs> my mom was super into like the idea of like a college road trip situation. So we visited like all of them, me and her together. Did you come visit UCLA Not,
2: when you were in high school? When we were no,
0: there? No. So like I think we didn't do UCLA but we did berkeley we did like yeah all of, i yeah i don't know why we skipped ucla maybe we did and i just don't recall it but um but yeah so my my sort of application net was actually like pretty wide in terms of like schools but like there were some that i did out of state that were like i did boston university um and then nyu also and to be honest this is going to be this isn't sounds crazy. I don't fully know why I I chose NYU. I think like there was just like some in my head aura about one, it being in New York City. And two, mm-hmm. it just felt like, like I had heard stories about like celebrities going there, like the Olsen twins, they went to NYU, you know, mm-hmm. I, at the time I didn't know Lady Gaga was a thing or whatever. But like she went to NYU and just like hearing, you know, that sort of thing, it it probably yeah. was in the back of my mind being like, this might be a cool place to like go or whatever. Um, and I don't think it hurt that it was in like a, obviously a major metropolitan you know, city. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I applied, um, not fully, and not fully, you know, being like, oh my God, like this is where I'm going to go. But I think when I eventually got my acceptance letter and like when I, I think what it was, was when I visited like their sort of like not full orientation, but like when they have like a weekend or whatever that you can go, um, Mm -hmm. visit and see like what it would be like. um, I went with my mom and I remember telling her the moment we like stepped on quote unquote campus, like being in Washington square park around like everything um, happening. Like I told her like, Oh, I don't think I, Oh. And at the time the weekend that we were going was actually a weekend that they had in the Bay area. So back in California, like one of those informational Mm -hmm. sessions for Boston university. So the plan was that like, Oh, my dad was going to go like in place of me. I don't know why we thought that was like a, A viable option (laughs) like what is he gonna do tell me take notes for me yeah that was weird (laughs) but we were like oh like we'll tell dad to like go for me and then whatever and then i'll experience this but i told my mom at the time when we got there i was like oh like we probably can just tell dad that like nah he doesn't have to do that because like it just felt like a place that i wanted to be at um
2: you had gone there before they accept, or before you had accepted to go. Like you had visited before you Ooh, decided to go to NYU, or did you already oh, accept? Yes, it yes. So,
0: I, the sorry the the trip that I'm talking about, where I told my like mom, like, oh, dad doesn't have to go to that Boston University thing. It was before I had been accepted, because I'm confusing it oh, okay. with like they did another weekend. I think where like, yeah, um. So that's how you like major decisions. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. What what
2: what was your major?
0: So I did what was the long name? It was called Media Culture and Communication. Um mm-hmm. uh, and it was yeah, basically like a media studies uh, major, communications major, like balled into one. I think NYU loves their long <laughs> titles, so Um, it's it's always a mouthful, but yeah, basically communications.
2: Did you go in with a major or were you undecided until like middle of your...
0: Yeah, I went in with that in mind, I think because like... So like I've always been like really creative and really like artistic, but they didn't have like a specific... Aside from like a very strict like, you know, fine arts program, like they didn't have like sort of a more... I guess, tactical kind of like, they didn't have like an advertising major that I saw at like some other, you know, uh, colleges and universities that I was like thinking about going to. So this seemed like the most general and kind of like, I I felt like I could do like, quote unquote, the most with like this. So that's, I think what drove me to like, to pick
1: it.
2: So you already had in mind going into college, kind of like you wanted to go into this field.
1: Yeah, 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 Okay.
2: Yeah. Was it because you were my cover artist for my ah, mashups? Oh, it? my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we totally skipped over all of that. Speaking of which, to you guys, <laughs> David used to be my manager for my YouTube, but also my, um, I mean, manager, but like also. Quote, unquote, manager. Quote, unquote, manager, but also um, he would do some of the cover art for some of my mashups. And um, yeah, because I was like, he's amazing at it. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, we did end up kind of skipping over, like, the, the fact I was, like, in yearbook, like, in in high school. And, like, um, that's one of the, the biggest things that I think influenced me in, like, terms of getting into, like, oh, my God, I don't even know what to call it. What do you call it? Um, like, graphic, graphic design. design. Yeah, that's all I yeah. was saying. <laughs> like, graphic design and just, like, all of that. And, like, we, oh, my God, this is also another part of yeah we like missed a lot of things like in the middle school (laughs) situation so there was just a lot yeah to to gloss over it real quick like we had this like sort of photoshop website like blog collective it's so weird calling it that but like among some of us like who are very technologically savvy we loved you know our one, we loved our Zanga moment. We loved our, you know, early MySpace. <laughs> but we had actually, like, our own, like, website stuff that we, like, made. And um, graphic design and, like, using Photoshop was, like, a huge, like, part of that. So that's kind of mm-hmm. the the earliest memories I have of digital art stuff like that.
2: Which is, like, why wasn't that an actual class? You only learned all this stuff really being in, like, your book and being, like, there was no actual, like, graphics, like, class in there High was was there
0: uh there was one like one off that i remember was available one semester and i was like oh fuck like i'm gonna take it it was i don't even remember what it was called but it we dealt a lot with like macromedia, like dr- like dreamweaver and like using all of these like really obviously oh yeah Dreamweaver out of date tools now but they were like so cutting edge and cool like back then and it's so funny because like at the time i think in the class i'd never i didn't even use dreamweaver because i knew already how to like use basic html and css and stuff so like the project Uh that i made for like the the semester project like i don't even think i used dreamweaver to do it I, (laughs) i was just like fuck it i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it myself yeah
2: was it was it you or was it emily i remember I think I feel like Emily would do a lot of vector images. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, I think um she did. Yeah, she did some. I also got into like that whole like art wave of deviant art and
2: yeah. Oh my god, deviant yeah. art! Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah. I used to dabble in deviant yes, you did. yes, you did. I forgot about that Lol. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So that's how you got into all of the graphic design, and yeah. your your interests came about from that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you're in New York, now you're living living the New York life. Did you had you seen Sex in the City at that point already?
0: Yeah. I think when I was in like my senior senior year in high school, that's when I like like devoured sort of the, the series as a whole and like kind of obviously not understanding all of the nuances when it came to like the New York life and culture and stuff like that, but just feeling like, oh wow, maybe this is like what's in store for me. I think everybody like <laughs> who hasn't been to New York, that's what they right. feel like when they watch Sex in the City. They're like, oh my God, I'm gonna have that. Um,
2: <laughs> I'm gonna have a Carrie moment. Right, exactly. I'm gonna be sitting in my apartment and typing on a <laughs> typewriter. Yeah. Or sorry, not a typewriter. She was on her computer. Oh my god, it's not that typewriter- old. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you feel like how was New York life when you were in college? Did you feel, did you feel like you were living in like the New York city life or did you still feel like it was like a half college half
0: like, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of felt it was not quite that New York, (laughs) New York city full New York city experience. I think because I, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just, I was because I was flying all the way from like California, moving away from my parents for the first time. Well, Yeah for the first time for, like, an extended amount of, like, for a whole year or whatever, like, whole uh whole school year, like, it was really scary. I don't think I fully wrapped my head around how big of a step it was. I think I just kind of glossed over that fact in my head and, like, made it work. But um, I think because that, I really had actually a pretty sheltered, like, in comparison to a lot of other people who went to NYU, like, pretty sheltered, like, New York experience when Mm -hmm. interacting with, like, the actual city. Like, I didn't stray too far away from, like, the dorms and, like, that, you know, hub of, like, the East Village. I didn't go to, like, restaurants and, like, I mean, yes, I didn't have the money to do a lot of the things, but, like, I feel like I didn't take advantage of all of the stuff that was available. Like, and I don't know if it was just because I wasn't interested or I just felt like, ooh, that's, like, kind of that's too scary to like go and ride the subway Mm -hmm. like somewhere you know not (laughs) where i actually have to go and like something that's like really mind-boggling to me is that like there was a entire subway system available to me to go anywhere in the new york area like not just manhattan i could have gone to any of the boroughs whatever like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like the fact that neighborhoods to me were in my mind at the time when I was a freshman, like they were so like singularly on their own. the fact that I only recent, not recently, but like when I, it was like post-graduation where I realized, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this whole city is just like a connected organism. Like all of these places that I'm going to for class, like they're Mm -hmm. part of a larger, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just, Ecosystem, and that's something that I didn't fully understand. Obviously, as like a stupid freshman who just got there, yeah. But you
2: were involved, and in, you did like dancing at NYU, yeah, right? yeah. Just like it, you, like like our mm, Asian American yes. club, and
0: <laughs> yeah, no. But that's, I guess, that's what I'm talking about. Is like a lot of stuff that I was experiencing, and I'm sure this is relatively expected and normal. But like, yeah, like everything that I kind of like experienced was mostly within the. V- within the realm of like the nyu system Mm. and i think it was kind of uh related to the fact that i ended up finding a really core group of friends who were through sort of a cultural organization the international filipino association at nyu and like we all became really really close and so like it was it was by design i think because like i was so involved in that group that i had a lot of experiences through college but and like obviously like nightlife and going out and like going to bars and stuff they were it was with those friends those same friends so like yeah. maybe that's why i feel like it was still attached almost to the 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 college experience because it was with those same people yeah
2: yeah i feel the same like i feel like with college like you kind of stick with a your college yeah. group of friends or uh, it might be like a couple groups but still it's like that mm-hmm. You experience life with that group, yeah. and I even remember—I'm pretty sure when I moved to New York for dental school that like I had you had invited me to like an IFA event, I think, right? And I think we went to see it together, and it was like a presentation. It was like a cultural presentation that yeah, they do yeah, every yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like how close knit you guys were, and I was like, oh my gosh, like these are all like, I think I yeah, it's it's just so cool like to see I think it's different because in New York like a lot of those friends that you had made in your college mm-hmm. stayed in the city and you're still close right, with right. them and you still hang out with them and it's kind of different for me because I was like once we mm, graduated from yeah. UCLA we like dispersed you mm-hmm. know so that's that's really cool to see Um, did you ever did you start dating
0: during this time at all? So this is like really an interesting topic for for me because like similar to how like I didn't I guess kind of related to the fact that I didn't come out when I was in like middle school and high school but I obviously I wasn't okay to take a, take a step back like I was a very well-behaved high school student um, mm-hmm. I think we were in the same sort of sphere of like we didn't
2: <laughs> our whole group was, yeah, <laughs> we didn't we
0: didn't drink, we didn't, you know, do drugs, we didn't like do all of that sort of stuff. I mean, I guess like I how do I say it? I didn't do it, but I was introduced or like I was around people who right. started doing it, yeah, but yeah, yeah. me personally, I had never really been involved in that stuff. So when I came to mm-hmm. New York, it was such a different thing because I was not under like, watch or like i was not in my parents house so i felt Mm -hmm. like there were all these things that i could experience for the first time and if i wanted to then i could and if i didn't then i didn't but like i felt like Mm -hmm. there was such a wide like oyster available and i think that like uh, you know aside from you know drinking alcohol for the first time getting drunk and um that sort of thing i think related to that is like i was able to like potentially go on dates and like actually you know it it became a little bit more of a viable thing that i could do because in high school it's like oh fuck like there's six gay people can't bring a guy home to our house like again yeah totally that but like even just like who you're around all the time it's like it's it's your classmates and stuff and like most straight people like every other person in 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 uh high school they're they're dating people that they're going to school with there were like right. six or eight gay people that were out i or could like probably known, yeah right
2: like in in our classes together probably yeah six to eight. The like pool. i can't even think of that many <laughs> exactly. that, who, that were out at least yeah. you know or not even out that we just knew yeah. it was like i probably know three like yeah. if i can think of them right now
0: exactly so like the pool obviously was just different and i probably at the time didn't have any interest in any of them? Any of them, oh, or, or just in dating? No, no, in no. <laughs>
1: both. I think it's both. Um, yes.
0: So yeah, sorry to answer your question about when I got to NYU and you know obviously was living in New York City. I I still didn't end up kind of like dating. I will say I've ha- I did have my first like sexual. My first gay. Well, yeah, any sexual experience um, mm-hmm. with. uh someone from like that IFA group and like mm-hmm. it was it was exciting and like I will, I will I'll say it wasn't like the most magical thing but I don't think it I think it was very life changing in terms of like oh wow like I've I've done this sort of thing that like people make such a big deal about and it was yeah mm-hmm. it was kind of a I don't
2: I didn't make a it's big like a first like dabble into
0: it yeah right? yeah and like it was yeah. it was exciting and like I I don't think at the time, I think this is a common theme. I think I don't process fully, like, the weight of some things that happened in my life. And it's only until I reflect on them, like, now, where I'm like, oh, actually. Until we have this conversation. <laughs> right. Oh where I'm like, oh, wow, that actually was, like, pretty formative or, like, really, like, important yeah. to maybe who I am or, like, how my life is, like, now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really have a boyfriend ever or, or date in college.
2: Well, I guess that will that transitions to <laughs> You Becoming a grown woman yes. segment 4 I'm a
1: grown woman I'll do whatever I want I'm a grown woman I'll do, I I do whatever I
2: want So You graduate from NYU. You have this close-knit group of friends in IFA. What was the transition like, and how did you start, like, working um, and, like, getting into work life, adulting, all of that stuff?
0: So I had an internship um, my senior year of college at this advertising agency um, that my friend, who was a year older than me, she did the same sort of, like, almost the same uh route i guess so she was an intern um for for a semester and oh no like two semesters and like a summer and then they brought her on full time so she became you know uh she started working there um i was like oh my god that's so cool i want to do that too so she put in a good word for me i became an intern there and um did the same thing it was like a part it was a part-time situation obviously like with school but it was like a it was two semesters in a summer and then kind of when oh actually no i mean i guess it was just um i guess it was just two semesters cuz like around the time that like school was wrapping up i kind of came to terms with like oh my god like i should probably figure out like <laughs> what my job situation are you
2: staying are you going like what are exactly. you doing
0: yeah um so i talked to my friend jess who got me the internship there and she was like yeah if you want me to like introduce you to somebody here who would like uh have a better because like sort of what she ended up pursuing at that company was like different than kind of what i wanted to do so she put me in contact with like a creative director at the agency who like she set it up as like a show and tell sort of thing because like i had like a, a budding uh, a budding portfolio of, like, work that I was very proud of and, like, she thought, like, it would be a good idea.
2: One of which was my cover art for Nerds no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I showed that. Katy Perry and my poser?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to look back. But uh, <laughs> she, she thought it would be a good idea for me just to, like, it, like, basically an informative interview about, like, hey, like, what could this be? Or, like, just for me to find out a little bit more about, like, the professional world i guess um Mm -hmm. and the meeting actually ended up going really really well and uh the uh, creative director i ended up offering me a a full-time position as like a designer for their like studio department thing and um yeah basically stayed there until i was there for like six years (laughs) so i was there for a really really long Mm -hmm. time um doing a variety of different stuff but um yeah so it was kind of like my first job thing, and I think I got really comfortable in the fact that it was my first job out of out of school and i I think I got too comfortable in that like eventually it ended, and I was just like, oh my god, like what is what am I gonna do but um, yeah, so that's kind of how I transitioned from like college like college intern and then mm-hmm. you know to to working
2: I mean, I remember you're doing some cool things, like you were doing like all this stuff for like bravo right or yeah uh, yeah i
0: was doing a lot of the social design for like their 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 twitter and their instagram and facebook mm -hmm. and stuff so yeah it was it was it was it was very interesting and and um cool work that i'm still proud of today but like yeah i think Mm -hmm. because it was like my first job it'll it'll always have like that very special unique (laughs) <laughs> place in my heart. I mean you gotta meet
2: Tori Kelly in an elevator. So. Oh yeah so like
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the building that the office was in it was the same building that it was like the at t building in Tribeca where um, they do a lot of like our heart Radio stuff so uh, pretty regularly there would be like celebrities going through the lobby the same and taking the same elevators that like the employees for the other businesses in the office or, sorry businesses in the building were taking so yeah that was one of my most more exciting celebrity encounters I was in an elevator with her and I, I wish I worked up the, the like courage to just say because it was before she like blew up it was like kind of mm-hmm. when her first album came out and like um I wish I got the courage to just say like how much I enjoyed her and thought she was really talented because I feel like she's a cool lady she's a cool girl mm-hmm.
2: yeah. she still seems super sweet yeah yeah just like Kelly Clarkson when <gasps> Kelly Clarkson played in your building too. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, and then another th- sort of related to the, um, you know, the the record like the radio stations that were. in the upper floor is on the ground floor. There's actually uh, a theater, a mini theater, a small like performance space that some artists would like perform at. So yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: that was a great. Oh my god, that was so amazing. I loved that. So I guess. Well, what's work like now? I know you transitioned to your new job.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So kind of with the end of my my time at my first company, um, I ended up getting laid off because of like we lost a really big client and most of my work was tied up with working for that client. So, you know, money wise, they're like, we kind of can't keep you here or whatever. So uh, I was laid off and I had like about three months severance I think it was so and this was also to put it in perspective for time was like at the beginning of last year 2020 Oof! if we if we had only knew so <laughs> so I had <laughs> so this is pre-pandemic this was, you had yeah. already okay yeah this is pre-pandemic so I had basically February March and April I was like okay I'm gonna like take it slow I'm gonna like enjoy my time like this little break but um you know obviously i have to eventually get back to work and then march hit and then i wasn't able to do my birthday party and then shut down (laughs) pandemic and i was like oh shit like this is gonna be in my head i was like oh my god this is gonna be so much like more difficult than i thought so it was a little bit of a kick in the pants because i was like okay i gotta get i just gotta like turn up sort of my job hunt like volume and effort up because uh you know I was I was still kind of just enjoying my time off and doing it a little bit like slower and um thankfully I was able to find a uh it was at the time of of freelance like um contract job at um at a digital media company but um which I'm so thankful for but uh yeah it was a little stressful that (laughs) that time when the pandemic started and then I was like oh I gotta get a gotta figure it out
2: and to be fair you all you had a lot of reservations about staying at your last job i remember you talking to me multiple (laughs) times about like i think i want to leave i think it's not doing great and then you would it would be like okay for a little and you're like
0: maybe i'll stick it out for a little
2: and it was just like
0: (laughs) you were definitely my sounding board because i feel like you were you were always asking like oh so how's work going and i would always just give you the update and like it is super funny that i i definitely like I I definitely should have been, like, braver in terms of, like, being like, yeah, if you don't like it, then you should, like, probably leave. But I was still very much like, this is my first job and I'm going to make it work. (laughs) yeah
2: Whereas me, like, I went into my first, like, two or three part-time jobs and left them all within a
0: year. I'm like. I I, I needed that. (laughs) I needed that energy. Like, if it wasn't working, on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I think I know. <laughs> the,
2: the difference was you were there for you know it was it was a big thing for you and for me like I was I was already like late in the game of starting work because of dental school and right, like right, I got right, out right. and I'm like I'm almost thirty already and like I want to be back in like California or like mm-hmm. yeah it's it was different for sure um, but I think it yeah I think it really helped you to like make this great decision now to to be. In your new job, doing amazing things. Yeah, like,
0: I think it, it all happened, this is gonna sound so corny, I think it all happened for a reason, and I'm glad, like, mm-hmm. it, I'm, I'm glad, actually, the way it ended up happening, so mm-hmm. it all worked out, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so, uh, speaking of, kind of related to your job, um, but I... I remember distinctly, maybe it was maybe a couple of years ago that you started really getting into lifting yeah. and working out even like more into like the fitness and that. like, cause you were always like into like working out and exercise and stuff. But like, like I remember I'm like, Oh my God, David's posting these videos of him, like lifting <laughs> these huge weights. And I'm like, I don't know. Wait, how did you get into that?
0: Yeah, I and I think similar to like the work situation, like I would always update you on like that. We talked mm-hmm. about like, like when you I don't know, remember when you like came over and like we kind of like talked about my routine and how I like need to get like my life on a like a schedule. We mm-hmm. sort of talked I about. I remember that so distinctly
2: because yeah. I was like, my my schedule is like I'll eat a yogurt. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes,
0: <laughs> and I was and like, oh know? my god, I have to eat yogurt and <laughs> granola too. Yeah.
2: Totally. And you're like, I'm going to start doing that. Yes. <laughs> um And then you made your amazing breakfast with, like, rice and garlic and <laughs> butter. And, oh, my God. Like, i never
0: forget that. So, kind of related to that, I, like, I had always been... I don't want to say athletic, but I had always been just very, like, active. I think that's a good way to put it. Like, I did... Um, I tried a whole bunch of sports when I was, like, little. Nothing ever stuck, but... um Uh, something that did end up I ended up sticking with for a long time was martial arts I did kung fu from Mm. like uh when I was like eight all the way up until like really into college when I was like visiting back during breaks and stuff I was still doing it but um yeah so I'd always been very active and like kind of when around the time when I was like trying to figure out my like life routine I (laughs) I realized that like fitness and kind of like yeah, just kind of getting into a a, a more regular sort of, like, active kind of thing was, like, important because, like, I think with with college, I was... I think we all think we're invincible when we're in college. Like, we can go out drinking and get wasted, have a hangover, get over it, and then do the same thing, like, over and over again. But, like, Mm -hmm. I was starting to feel like, oh, I actually, like, can't do that. I did. I obviously still did it. But, like, I can't do that and not really, like, care of myself a little bit more I think that's Mm -hmm. where what I kind of realized so um yeah I kind of just like started slowly kind of getting into going to a gym I didn't really know what I was doing when I started like I would go to the um New York sports club uh down the street from me up in Westchester where I live like and do a couple of like exercises and stuff and like um yeah, it like worked out like pretty well uh for the time being, but then I started just like getting a little more serious about it and investigating a little bit more about like oh why why are squats beneficial? Why is bench press like, you know, why does that, you know, help you um develop your muscles in a certain way? And I ended up signing up for through a friend's recommendation for this like uh strength intensive. It was like, I think it was like an eight-week like sort of uh course. We meet three days a week and like we it was at a CrossFit gym in the city at the time. And uh it was led by this um really smart and um strong obviously um (laughs) instructor who kind of like yeah laid the foundation for me like about like why strength training is important and kind of proper technique and all of that stuff and it was it was great i like was tracking my progress and seeing myself actually like get stronger and stuff but to transition to like what i actually do as my main sort of form of exercise and chosen sport i guess now it's um olympic weightlifting so it's the type of strength sport <laughs> that is okay hercules eh. <laughs> it's called that i'm not in the olympics clearly Um not an olympic <laughs> athlete but it, it it's called that because like though that specific strength sport is contested at the olympics um and it's uh mainly two lifts uh and like uh i just it, it's it's Ba- essentially, it's like getting a barbell, a loaded barbell, from the floor, uh to over your head. Like that's the biggest differentiator. Like things like powerlifting, um, you're never really bringing a lot of stuff like over your head. It's really just like you know the bench press or the squat or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for me, when I was doing my strength intensive, uh I saw across the gym. I was like, oh my god, what are those people doing? Lifting like all of this amazing weight so fast over their head. I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world so i made it uh, a mission or like i i was like on my to-do list mental to-do list i was like the next time i like sign up for something i want to like make it that and i want to make sure that i learn like how to do that
2: and you have your yeah like i
0: i oh my
1: gosh
0: (laughs) i've been doing it for like with 2021 happening four years now or like three and some change but yeah it's been my my go-to thing and I I luckily was able to find a um local weightlifting gym here by me in Westchester where I'm able to well I I took a break a little bit of a break because of like the the pandemic early days and like I didn't come back for like six months but I've slowly been getting back into it and enjoying yeah being active again because it was something that I really missed uh for sure oh
2: my gosh wow (laughs) so many I I get so much inspiration from like on every level from you from like working out and like (laughs) your work ethic and your life like just your the way you've been so like being yourself and like oh so many things Mm -hmm. that I aspire to um, <laughs> lastly, we can't, we can't do this podcast without talking about how you and John, I mean, you can, I'm sure we'll go into this like yeah. in a very in-depth, um, podcast, but quickly uh-huh. how you and John met and what life has been like with John.
0: Yeah. So, um, my husband, my husband <gasps> oh my um, John and I have been together for, I guess what? 2013. What's the math? Um, um it's so bad that seven, data. eight years. Uh, yeah, almost seven so, to eight years yes, yeah. So yeah, seven years. Um, but we met actually through Twitter and this is like a whole kind of crazy, uh, situation. But, um, basically how it happened was Emily, our good friend, Emily, she. <laughs> who dat? I who don't dat? know her. Um, <laughs> oh wait, no. Okay. Who dat? <laughs> Sorry, I always mess this story up, even though it's, like, the crux of how we, like, met each other. But (laughs) so RuPaul on Twitter, she, uh, quote tweeted my now husband's tweet where he was saying this funny joke about, like, I wonder if RuPaul added her. I wonder if at RuPaul ever just says, fuck it and wears sweatpants. So RuPaul quote tweets it. She says, never or something like that. And then our friend Emily, she retweets RuPaul's thing and I see it on my timeline and I click into John's tweet and I'm like, Oh my God, like who is this guy? He's like so funny. His little avatar is really cute. So we ended up just like, well, I guess tweeting back and forth a little bit and then moving it to DMS. And then I gave him my phone number or like we exchanged numbers eventually. And yeah. And then we, we just sort of uh, had a very long courting, I think uh, period Nearly a year of like kind of booty call situations, you know, <laughs> like just hooking up and stuff. But it ended up, yeah, becoming something a little more serious. And uh, yeah, and then we eventually moved in together. Um, and then over COVID or over the pandemic, we actually got married in August. So oh my gosh. that was
2: congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That's a big. That's a that's a long journey. And like, I just love love seeing that um it was just such a just natural like transition for you guys like just to go from like step to step and like i remember like when you were starting to date and you were talking about him and i was like hey, this guy like is this serious i'm not sure
0: like i didn't know either i didn't know either at the time um but no yeah i think something that we really like tried to do in our relationship was make sure that we were like we like liked each other like we were actual friends and like we had just like this mm-hmm. we, re- we realized we had this actual like really deep connection that went far beyond like the initial you know kind of like sexual exciting attraction like we there was in addition to that like such a deep kind of like connection and mm-hmm. yeah it just ended up uh sticking and working and
1: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
0: yeah so happy with you guys. <laughs>
2: so I guess that leads to the last question I guess oh. um what do you do you have any plans for oh like your your future together mm-hmm. like are you thinking I mean have you thought like about like any goals that you you guys are thinking of or you personally are thinking of for like the next let's keep it small year yeah. year to two years like nothing too Ooh. crazy
0: I don't know if we have any drastic stuff in that in that time period, but like, sorry to like just kick it out of that. Like, I think <laughs> I, I think the pandemic, and maybe it'll it'll be within that time period, but I think the pandemic has sort of uh, highlighted the desire to sort of like actually move out of our rather nice apartment. We enjoy it, but like, kind of realizing that we probably would enjoy like our own house. Yeah. At some point, and uh, so we've been kind of, we haven't been, like, seriously looking, but we've done sort of, like, the initial, like, okay, what is just out there kind of search, like, on Zillow. Yeah, like, scoping it out a little, yeah. yeah. Where are you looking? I mean, we are sticking, oh, I mean, this is also related to the Zillow thing. We are sticking kind of around the, you know, New York area mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. um some places here in westchester and some like a little further away but we were kind of doing our budget comparison of like okay so if this is what we say our budget will be for a house here like in westchester for example and nothing big mm-hmm. nothing extravagant nothing whatever like nothing crazy just like a really nice starter home like just you know our first house our first place together mm-hmm. um, and then we like like sort of next to Hillary Clinton's house or something (laughs) like (laughs) in Chappaqua in the, in the woods. Yeah. (laughs) But we did sort of the thing where, okay, we're going to put that same budget and we're going to apply it to, you know, other places that we quote unquote think we could live and our, our fucking hearts broke because we're like, oh man, like don't do it. Don't do it. it, it. It was kind of a, an eye opener you're like oh my
2: god in texas i can get a mansion for this right right like
0: wherever and then we're like oh if we move back to california
2: oh is it curious yeah what is it like comparison california to westchester
0: like i would say houses at least that we're kind of looking for like we would need to pay a million dollars in california for like the same uh, like slightly bigger but just like that same you know not if you move to this area.
2: Oh, come on. Come that's on why England. we moved to here. Because yeah. I'm like, hell right. no, yeah. I'm not paying a million dollars for like a house yeah. built in like the 1900s, right. early 1900s. That's like one, one bedroom. Mm-hmm. like, no. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I get
0: it. Totally get it. <laughs> so that's not, I don't think within the first, within that time period, but like that's something that we're sort of like actively starting to like prepare for. Yeah. Um, but I think it's weird it's like we're we're really like set on some things that may be further out like buying a home but because I think of the pandemic still happening we're also Mm -hmm. on the opposite end of that not trying to make too many plans because we don't know like fully what's gonna happen so
2: yeah that's exciting though to like at least have it in like the back of your mind that you're like hey this is something we want to like start looking into eventually Mm -hmm. um yeah (laughs) so guys that was david's life
1: Ah!
0: i'm very surprised how much like we got into it because i was like oh this is supposed to be like a fun little question (laughs) and answer moment
2: Excuse me, I was going to be Diane Sawyer. Oh, yes, of so. course, of course. Okay, but we are going to do a fun little rapid rapid fire thing. Oh, yes. Um, okay, so I'm just going to go. Uh, here's our rapid fire questions, David. There's going to be a handful. We'll okay. see. Um, it'll be fun. Um, you can say as little as you want or as much as you want. Um, Ooh, okay. So let's start from... I I don't know if I really ordered these questions in any order, but... Um, I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> okay. All right. First question. First celebrity crush. Go. Steve
0: Martin. Based on the I know, you already answered that. that. I, said. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I already like.
2: <laughs> it's okay. That's a good one. Oh, gosh. Okay. Number two. You kind of answered this too. Um, when did you have your first kiss? What age? How old were you?
0: Ooh, it was, um, probably when I was like 12 or something with a girl. Oh, oh,
2: yeah. okay, okay. Oh, okay. You didn't answer this. Sorry, that. That was your first like
0: just like on the experience. mouth. It wasn't like ever it was like a cute little tongue thing. Well, I guess it was tongue. It was like tongue light. It definitely wasn't like oh, make out, make out, but yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs>
2: um biggest pet peeve.
1: Ooh. Um
0: oh my gosh. Um just a general messiness, I guess. Yeah. I can
2: see that. I can <laughs> see that. <laughs> you're very organized yes Carrie or Samantha
0: um, or neither I'm gonna say Carrie even though I think as time has gone on we've all realized she's kind of like a terrible character in person and not that great of a friend <laughs> but yeah I think just her her energy and her sort of like yeah I like that I like it I also love Samantha okay. but Carrie Okay. Cats or bears? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to say cat because after owning one, I really love them. And as much as like stuffed animal bears are cute, like real bears are actually kind of scary. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there's another kind of bear. Anyway, um <laughs> cats we're gonna say cats we're talking about the
2: animal right now not yeah okay. the, uh...
0: <laughs> the other kind of animal yeah okay cats
2: otherwise I would have asked otters or bears but Ooh, I'm <laughs> bears okay um well I guess that answers that <laughs> um who does who does tuss cuddle with more you or John
0: okay annoyingly John a hundred percent um <laughs> Tuss will, he'll he'll still cuddle with me, but, like, it's just so embarrassing when, like, John will get cuddles and then he'll get up and leave and then Tuss will follow him or, like, not want to, like, replace John with me. I feel very, like, offended when that happens. That's the
2: same with with me and (laughs) with Sam. Like, he follows Kurt around all the time and if Kurt gets off the couch, he just follows him. And I'm like, Um, rude. Did you not want to sit with me? Yeah. Sad. (laughs) Um... Disneyland or Disney World?
0: Um uh, I'm gonna say world. It pains me to say that because John, growing up in Orlando, he's made it a point during our whole relationship about like how much better world is, and I have to agree with it.
1: <laughs> no, David. Uh, no. Ah, Take it. But back. I do love
0: I do love <laughs> Disneyland as like a very special Place just because, like, yes, I grew up going there as a kid, and just so many actual memories of of it. So,
2: <laughs> I think, I think if you were to come back now and tell that's true, be, no, that's Disney. That's fair. I think it I would have be been, different.
0: I haven't experienced it in recent years, so
1: you're right.
2: Because I had a yeah, I wasn't sure when I was going when I was in New York with Kurt, and then we would go for Disney World. And I'm like, oh my god, it's so grand. But then you come to Disneyland, I'm like. Why the fuck does Disney World suck so bad? Like, interesting. Sometimes, like the rides, I'm like, oh my god, these rides are terrible, and like the crowds are insane, and like it's all just like strollers, and like uh, it's that not as. True. It's actually kind of fun that Disneyland's just like smaller, but like so much more easy to like get around everywhere.
0: Yeah, I I can say that with with like the crowds. That's a huge part of it, actually. Yeah.
2: Like I almost feel like in adulthood, I appreciate Disneyland so much more than Disney World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. We'll make it happen. I'll make you. I'll convince you all. <laughs> yeah, you'll
0: change. You'll convert me. <laughs> yes. Favorite Disney character? Oh gosh, um, I would say Jasmine. Well, any character. Sorry, I guess I was thinking of princesses. Mm -hmm. Princesses? Princesses? Um, shit. Okay, I don't know. Winnie the Pooh. Cute. Yeah. Yes. That's a good one.
2: I mean, my next question was going to be favorite Disney animal, but that could also include Winnie the Pooh. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay, guys, same. Same. I agree. I agree. Wanda or Vision?
0: Ooh, okay. I guess Wanda. She's, like, real strong and, like, very powerful and, like, fierce, so. And chaotic. And chaotic. Love her. Love her.
2: Okay. Define Gooped.
0: Gooped. So, I'm really (laughs) interested that you hadn't, like, picked up on it, but, like, so it's kind of a it's just kind of a little noise you make when like you are just overwhelmed or like essentially you're gagged. It's not, it's a synonym for gagged. Like what just happened? What just transpired? You are, you were caught unaware and you are pleasantly, you're likely surprised, pleasantly surprised. Mm. Cause you've said it a
2: couple of times in the podcast. I'm like, what? What about Gwyneth Paltrow? I don't understand. Oh yeah, yeah, how yeah. Gwyneth we we ignore
0: we ignore that. We ignore that goop.
2: And lastly, <laughs> oh, what's your favorite birthday cake flavor?
0: Ooh. Okay, so I don't know what to call it, but when I was growing up in the Bay Area, one of my favorite things to desserts, things to eat in general, were those like fruit, like. Asian cakes, yes! like what flavor? I don't know what flavor that is, but Asian, <laughs> Asian flavor. Like the cake was amazing, so fluffy and amazing. Ugh. The frosting, but like the fruit part was like mm-hmm. I was gooped. We were gooped at that. <laughs> There's so strawberries
2: good. and mangoes and peaches yes. and kiwi and like every single fruit, and they were you always so of.
0: glossy and like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it, looked, it looked and tasted amazing. So. Asian same
2: Asian same same oh my gosh i love it okay well that was that was the best i had so much fun i hope mm-hmm. you enjoyed your um your i hope you enjoy your birthday Thank and you. i hope that this episode is a nice kind of celebration of your 30 mm-hmm. years and um how much you've accomplished and how proud I am, and we all are of the amazing mega superstar pop star that you are and have become.
0: Oh my God. Thank you, Peter. This actually was like a really, really nice, like, present almost, like, just doing this interview thing with you. Like, yeah, it was really nice to reflect on, like, all of this and have some, yeah, nice memories. And I think because, too, you are actually a part of, like, my. Childhood, like that's really special that we got to kind of connect about like some of the stuff. Obviously, there's so much more, but like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had so much fun. This was, yeah, really cool. Oh my gosh.
2: All right. We'll, we'll find another fun uh, topic to talk about next time. But uh, I'm sure we'll revisit some of these memories or go delve deeper into like a different, uh, a different episode on a different topic, but it'll like touch on these things. So, for sure. if you guys want to hear more, you can always, you know, you can always uh, ask for it. Uh, just yes. send us a send us a sound bit of "Give Me More" or something. And
0: just- <laughs> send <laughs> us a comment, like, and subscribe. Yes. Yeah, all like the and things. subscribe. Follow us on our our uh, Spotify and
2: yes. Apple Podcasts and everything. And we will see you next time. Ah,
0: that was my most personal podcast ever.
2: It was Pretty. a little bit more personal and a little <laughs> bit more raw.
1: Oh my god.
2: David Jean Spears. <laughs>